What's up, mortals? This is Austin Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be telling a story from Icelandic fairy tales about the boy who did not know what fear was. This one starts out with the boy. He was said to be so courageous and spirited that his family just couldn't deal with him. They thought that since they couldn't frighten him into subservience, then they just couldn't raise him at all. We all know that a good and loving childhood is built upon the bedrock of fear and obedience. So this family dumped their kid at the parish and told the priest that the boy had was his problem now. Unlike a loving childhood, the church actually is founded on fear and obedience, so this wasn't about to work out either. So even though the boy never showed any signs of obstinacy or ill temper, the priest was still frustrated that he could not subdue him. One winter, three dead bodies were brought to the church to be buried. It was late, so the priest would house the bodies in the church to be buried the following day. The priest ordered the bodies to be laid out in the middle of the church with a little distance between them. He didn't have to go get coffins or anything because they weren't really using them at the time. When night came, the priest told the boy to run into the church for him to get the book that he had forgotten on the altar. The boy went into the church, where it was very dark, and he made his way to the altar. About halfway up the aisle, he tripped and fell over something lying on the floor. The boy reached around and found it to be one of the corpses. His entire reaction pretty much culminated in, who left this here? He really didn't give a shit that he tumbled over an actual corpse, so he just dragged it to the side and dumped it on one of the benches. Twice more this happened, and twice more his biggest response was, somebody hasn't been cleaning properly. So he dragged the other two bodies out of the main aisle and dumped them on the side benches. Then he retrieved the book and returned outside to the priest. The priest asked the boy, did you encounter anything out of the ordinary in the church? And the boy replied, no, nothing I can think of. You know, instead of mentioning the fact that he tripped over three different dead bodies that were just lying on the floor. No, nothing weird. Usual Tuesday night. Now the priest is like, I can't believe I have to actually ask this, but what about the corpses? And the kid says, oh yeah, I found them. And weren't they in your way? Asked the priest. And the little sociopath responds, no, nah, not really. I just moved them to, to the side benches. They're laying there now. No problem. You're welcome. The priest can't believe that this kid has absolutely no reverence or respect for the dead. He isn't even fazed by the fact that he had to wrestle three corpses on his way to go retrieve a book. So he kicked the kid out of the church before he decided to carve up the priest with his complete disregard for human life. The boy, completely devoid of emotions or anything, just agrees because he really doesn't care. He wanders around without a home for a little while. Eventually he spends the night in a cottage and he hears that the Bishop of Scalholt has just died. And he's thinking... That's free real estate. So he heads in the direction of Skullholt. When he gets to the town, he starts asking around if he can say, stay in the deceased bishop's house. The people of the town tell him it is okay, but he should be very wary come nightfall. The boy asks them why, and they tell him that a ghost or a goblin has been going, out, going about the night. Everyone has to leave the house come nightfall. The boy's answer was, I don't give a shit about that. I'm going to stay in the, the night anyway. Nightfall comes and the rest of the people leave the house, but the boy stays behind because he doesn't afraid of anything. The town folk do not expect to see him come sunrise. The boy wanders around the house and comes across the kitchen. He hasn't had a good meal in a while on account of being homeless, so he makes himself some mutton. Once he's eaten his fill, he hears a mysterious voice coming from the chimney. The voice asks, may I come down? And the kid responds, sure, why not? Mysterious hidden voices in haunted houses that everyone else is afraid of is my jam. The upper half of a giant falls from the chimney. 
It's everything from the waist up, you know, head, shoulders, arms, and torso. After this, another voice calls from the chimney. May I come down? And the boy says, yeah, sure, if you want to. Another part of the giant falls. This time it's waist to knees, so like thighs, ass, genitals. A third voice comes from the chimney. May I come down? And the kid tells the voice, I mean, you got to have something to stand on, right? Come on down. I don't give a shit. So falls the rest of the giant, shins and feet. Then the pieces creep together and form one entire giant. He gets up without a word and trundles out of the kitchen. I wonder what would happen if the kid said no. Like if the giant is just going to fall piece by piece from the ceiling anyway. Imagine the rest of the town was afraid of it for a reason. He wasn't like a polite giant who's like, oh no, you don't want to be bothered? Okay, I'm not going to do my thing then. But anyway, the kid follows the giant around the house. He walks to a large hall with a single chest in the middle. Giant opens it up and there's a shitload of treasure in there. Giant makes it rain gold coins like Scrooge McDuck's giant vault. He just rolls around in his treasure for half the night. The other half he spends putting all the coins back in a worried haste. whole time the kid is just standing there watching him without blinking because he's creepy like that. When the giant eventually gets all the treasure into, into the chest, he turns to leave. For the day is coming up and many creatures cannot survive the sunrise. Kid tells the giant, don't leave so soon, hang out with me. The giant tells him, you can't delay me, for the sun is rising and you creep me the fuck out. But the kid hangs on to him and doesn't allow the giant to leave. Giant swings his mighty arms, but he can't land a single blow against the little sociopath. Eventually the boy notices that the giant has turned his back uh, to the major doorway and the kid tackles him. The giant lands half in it and half out of the house, breaking his spine over the threshold. First rays of daylight come through the open doorway and instantly the giant's body sinks into the ground. Young man makes two crosses and plants them into the ground where the two halves of the body fell. Which I remind you, one of them was inside the house. So he just drove across right through the floor. Then the kid passes out. People from the town are surprised to find him sleeping in the church. They, uh, in the bishop's house. They ask him if he saw anything weird in the middle of the night. And he tells them, no, not really. It's just a typical Wednesday. So the townsfolk spend the day in the bishop's house with the lad. As nightfall comes, they all decide to leave him alone again for the night. This time they aren't worried for his safety. In the morning, the kid finally decides to tell them about the giant and the treasure. They're all ecstatic and ask what they can do for him in return. And he just tells them, I don't really care about money, and I don't want to stay here anymore, so I'm just going to go. I'm sure after he left, at least one person from the town was like, anybody else get the creepiest vibe from that kid? I almost prefer the giant. So the young psycho continues on his journey out into the world to find more things to kill just so he can feel something. He comes to a small cave after exploring inside and finds even smaller cave with 12 beds in it. Then he has the totally normal reaction to meticulously make each bed before he falls asleep in the last one. After a little while, a group of 12 men with weapons and armor come into the cave and loudly wonder who made all their beds. The boy is awake and just listening to them at this point. Then the 12 men have supper and 11 manage to get into their beds to go to sleep. The 12th, however, finds a kid laying in his bed. Not sleeping, just laying there because he was awake and listening to them eat without saying anything because he's weird. Like, I don't know if his plan was to just let the 12th guy get in bed with him and see what happens. So the soldier calls out to the rest of his buddies, there's a kid laying in his bed. They find out that he's the one that made the beds. The soldiers beg him to stay and be their servant because they have no time for house chores. Every morning they leave at sunrise to fight their enemies, and every night they return exhausted to go to sleep. Kid asks them why they have to fight every single day for so long. They explain that they face the same enemies every single day, and even though they always win and kill their enemies, 
they somehow come back to life overnight. And if they weren't up and about by sunrise, then the enemy forces would come into the cave and kill them in their 12 matching beds. So in the morning, the 12 soldiers leave to go and fight their enemies. The kid stays behind in the cave to play housekeeper. At night, the men return to find that the kid has cleaned up and made their beds. So all they have to do is eat supper and go to sleep. While the men sleep, the youth takes a weapon and armor that fit him and sneaks out to the battlefield to find out how people are coming back from the dead. So the battlefield is strewn with corpses, and the kid doesn't react because he has no emotions. At about dawn, he sees a mound open up, and a little old woman crawls out with a glass vial in her hand. She goes up to a dead warrior who had been decapitated, smears some ointment on his neck, and places the head back on the body. Instantly, the warrior stands back up revived. The hag repeats this a few more times with more men. So now that the youth has learned the secret, he knows what to do. He stabs the woman to death, probably more times than was necessary. And then he kills the warriors that she had revived. He starts to experiment and finds that no magic is needed to work the ointment. He can revive the fallen soldiers himself. Then, because he really is a fucking sociopathic serial killer, makes a game of reviving the dead soldiers and then killing them again. Seriously, the parents had to see something was wrong with this kid besides not being afraid of them. He was probably, like, hurting animals, lighting fires, and went in the bed. You know, the serial killer holy trinity. So the men come out in the morning, ready to fight their enemies, but instead find the boy and the corpses. They ask him what's happened, and he explains that they had to fight the same guys every single day because this old woman was reviving them. They gather the bodies, including the hag, and light them on fire so as not to worry about magical ointment anymore. They raid the old woman's mound and find her treasure. Then, because none of the twelve soldiers are normal either, they make a game of killing each other and then reviving using the ointment. This turns into their favorite game. At one point, they cut off the youth's head, and what had to have been a prank, because you can't fuck this up on accident, they attach his head backwards on his body. When he revives, he is filled with fear and begs them to cut off his head and fix him. So they remove his head again and put it back on his body the right way. He comes back as his normal sociopath self with no regard for human life. And then the 13 of them live happily ever after, I guess, just killing each other and reviving each other and circle jerking. So that's it for the episode. If you enjoyed, please like and subscribe. New one every Friday. Tell a friend. Share the magic. I have a Twitter, at MythOTD, Myth that I've actually been updating this time. I tweet fucking gold.